Hello, this is David Papa, the personal injury guru, and today I'm going to be here with ankle and foot surgeon, Dr. Robert Abadi, and he is local here. He has an office out of St. Petersburg, Florida, and he is the doctor to go to if you have foot injuries or chronic foot problems. But today we're going to talk a little bit more about the injuries that people can sustain in automobile accidents and slip and falls. And I'm going to be asking him about several issues. And the reason I'm going to be asking him these issues is because who knows what foot and ankle specialists do. Today you're going to find out. And if you have a foot problem or an ankle problem and it's due to an accident, like an auto accident, you're going to find that you can have problems with your big toe, which is kind of known as turf toe. You're going to find out about the Achilles heel issues that you can have and several other issues. He's going to talk about some of the orthotics you can use. We're going to ask him about why you put a boot on, things of that nature. He's also going to talk about the more serious injuries that require surgery. And those are the types of things that you're going to hear from Dr. Robert Abadi. So without further ado, you'll be soon hearing back from the personal injury guru. This is the Personal Injury Guru Show with attorney David Papa. Welcome back to the Personal Injury Guru Show. I'm David Papa and I am here today with Dr. Robert Abadi. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. Yourself? Good. Why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about who you are and what type of work you do and where your location is? Sure. Well, I'm a foot and ankle surgeon. I've been practicing for over 20 years. Um, I'm right here located uh, locally in St. Pete. Um, I'm on several hospitals in the area and a couple surgery centers and perform most of my surgeries over there. Okay, that's called what, hospital privileges they call that? Yes. Okay, explain hospital privileges for everybody so they've probably heard it but don't know exactly what it means. So basically you apply, a very expensive process of course. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm sure. You uh, apply for privileges and you have to show them credentials like your board certification, um, like myself, I'm board certified in foot and ankle surgery, um, and the, your degrees and training and all your experience in the past. Okay, very good. And, you know, um, we're here today to talk a little bit about the type of people that you see that have had automobile accidents or slip and falls, trip and falls, where they injure their feet. And you bought some different uh, artifacts here with you. And could you kind of go through each of them and kind of explain what type of injuries that you see and what type of uh, you know help that you give people? Sure. Well, um, the foot is very complex. I mean, it has over 28 bones. It has 28, but there's also extra bones sometimes that are um, accessory bones that your your body adapts to um, and what does that mean what does what mean extra bones because <laughs> that scares me a little bit <laughs> well in an area of friction or in a tendon or something like that if your body um, creates basically a bone that ossifies when you're younger and I mean when you're older okay and, uh, and it causes an extra bone in your body I mean there are two most common ones are sesamoids they're at the bottom and I know you mentioned earlier about turf toe and things like yes. that. Yes. So um, usually what happens is the bone is a, it has like a force, uh, what's called dorsiflexion. 
of your foot and you injure the tendons and the bones in this um, area of your foot. Okay, I see. Okay, and now talk about turf toe. So how does one typically get turf toe and what is the treatment? Well, like I said, usually it's from a forced dorsiflexion and injury. So it could either come from like a, a break or a, you know hitting forcefully on a break or stepping on a football field and like causing a, like your toe to bend like that and it causes a serious injury to the bottom of your foot okay. and the joint. What ends up happening, happening if you um, don't take care of it is arthritis to your big toe joint. I see, it's and painful, isn't it? Yes, sir. And let me ask you, have you ever seen that in a trip and fall, slip and fall accident or an automobile accident? Of course, I mean, usually with accidents, I mean, different types of accidents cause different problems. I mean, usually it's sudden, so you really don't have time to prepare for the type of injury you mm -hmm. get when you have an accident. Right, all right, so I walk into your office, I've got turf toe, what, what do you do for me? How are you gonna fix this problem for me? Well, I mean, I would definitely order an x-ray or an MRI. Um, x-rays are more are uh, better to see your bones, right. and MRIs are more are better to see your um, your tendons and ligaments and mm -hmm. injuries like soft tissue injuries. Sure. So um, it would depend on the different types of injury that you have. If it's simply just a soft tissue, that uh, simple injury like a sprain or a strain, you might end up with uh, just like a certain like shoe gear modification or some orthotics or um, basically you can also tape it up like sports tape and things like that. Anti-inflammatories, range okay. of motion exercises eventually with physical therapy when it's all healed up. All right, so when you talk about turf toe, what would you recommend as far as, can you show like sure. all these? So basically, um, what a turf toe, you would try to make sure that, that the bottom of the insert on the joint over here would be cut out. So this way it gives it some more freedom to move up and down. I see, so okay. All right. It would be like more of a sports thing. And the accommodations you can make to these orthotics are based on the injury. So if you have heel pain, you might have like a heel pad in there, a heel cushion, or you know maybe you, a type of injury that you have like a injury to your uh, tendon in your arch. You might put a little bit more support in the arch. I mean, it's, basically it's pretty, um, it's pretty standard. Um, based on the injury that you have and all that is taken into consideration when you like choose your like when the doctor chooses your orthotic. Okay. Now for the more serious toe turf injuries, is there a surgical procedure involved? Um yeah, um what would happen is basically you'd have to um if it was severe where basically the sesamoids were atrophied or had hypertrophy or different injuries where you'd injure your sesamoid or a non-healing sesamoid fracture, you can actually take out the sesamoids. Okay, so you can live without those okay? You can. And so what's the purpose with them as compared to without them? Do you lose mobility or flexibility? Uh, no, it just basically has to do with the way you walk and when you step down in your, in your gait, basically every time you bring up your big toe, it protects the bottom of your first metatarsal. Oh, I see. Okay, so you lose that protection. Correct. Okay. But I it's see. not as it's it's like an appendix. Sometimes people lose it in their living. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's not too bad. Right. I see. Okay. And and talk a little bit about uh, the Achilles heel, and I'm sure you must see those problems as well that come in. 
Uh, yeah, usually sometimes what happens is you have, again, except this time it's more so on the ankle when you have a forced dorsiflexion instead of a forced dorsiflexion on the big toe, you have it on your ankle. And what happens is usually you injure your Achilles tendon and your Achilles tendon inserts in the back over here. Um, you can see clearly over here, here's the bottom of your Achilles tendon. And sometimes what happens is that you rupture your Achilles tendon or partially rupture or ends up over time as the injury and your Achilles tendon gets contracted, you develop spurs and things like that in the back there. Okay, and then what do you do for that type of an injury? If it's minor, start with a minor injury. Well, minor injury, um, you know, just like anti-inflammatories and stretching, ice and heat, you know, various different conservative, icy hot, any kind of treatment you can find over the counter compared to like, you know, more of a strain where you'd probably be in a boot for about four to six weeks. So this way you don't completely rupture your Achilles. Okay. Because if you completely rupture your Achilles tendon, it's a big surgery. I mean, you're talking about at least three months of recovery minimal on an athlete. Okay. Where they get continuous physical therapy. Well, we'll get back to that in a second, but the boot for a second. Let's talk sure. about that boot. I always say, I see people walking around with boots, and I'm always saying to myself, does that really help? I mean, what does that do? So the boots actually do help. Um, of course, the condition, you know, sustains the, the treatment. But, uh, I mean, the, the boot actually immobilizes your foot. So it's back in the old days, you used to be able to put on a plaster cast or a fiberglass cast and you couldn't shower and you'd, you wouldn't be able to do certain things. But now, if in an injury, like with an Achilles where you just strained it, you can be in a boot and you can shower and kind of do everyday activities where you don't aggravate it. Well, that's an excellent explanation, Doc, and I'll tell you why. Because now that you put that into perspective, when I grew up, I remember people with those, those casts on that went from under their knee, wrapped around to the edge of their foot, and you couldn't do anything, and it smelled bad. Yeah, it was You couldn't shower. End. Yeah, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, and so, they're, all right. they're, they, when you take off the cast, their hair on their legs would be really long. It would look terrible. <laughs> the whole thing was just so undesirable. Okay, so this resolves those issues. Correct. All right, that makes a lot of sense. So now let's switch back. If you were to perform surgery, could you kind of describe what the procedure is and how you do that as far as a surgeon? Because people just don't know. Sure, so for the Achilles, basically, you, you'd have to make an incision in the back here. Usually when you make an incision in the back of the heel, it's, it doesn't have as good blood flow. So it actually sometimes has poor healing. So you really have to be uh, cognizant of what the patient like circulation is prior to the surgery because if they have poor circulation to begin with putting uh, I'm doing surgery on the Achilles area is not recommended okay so um, but basically you make an incision in the back here mm -hmm. and then you get to the Achilles tendon so in a in a sometimes you can have like what's called a longitudinal tear which is long ways or you can have a complete rupture basically with two ends of the tendon pulling apart and that's the most serious kind of Achilles tendon injury so when you have that type of injury when they're both separated from long distances the tendon doesn't heal sometimes and you get scar tissue in between if you're lucky but if they're not together then 
then you'll get that scar tissue. Okay. So <clears throat> basically you have to try to get the two ends together and sew them over together. I like to actually bolster the repair with uh, like a type of graft or something like that so it stays in and protects it in case the patient walks or falls or because you know that everything happens when you have an injury to that. If you have an injury to your big toe, people will tend to step on it and never stepped on in your lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the funniest thing because it's true. No matter what happens, no matter, um, you hurt your finger, you hurt anything, it's boom, it attracts attention. Exactly, it's you get crazy. a neck injury, people will call you from the in back of you all the time. So you have to <laughs> yeah. twist your neck. <laughs> yep. So that's the same thing. All right, so when you say you're gonna put a graft on there, what's a graft? Is there one kind or the several kinds of grafts that you would use? Um, there's several different types of companies and grafts and things like that. Usually, I try to get the most inert graft that'll um, mesh back with your tendon. So, something that'll basically incorporate and make your tendon stronger after the rehab of the surgery. Okay, what kind of rehab do you give people for those types of surgeries? Well, for immobilize, you'd have to immobilize them for at least, like I said, two to three months, and then they'll have to get physical therapy. Aggressive physical therapy is the most important after the, you know, the tendon is healed because otherwise you'll lose motion okay. and you'll limp and you'll have other things wrong with you. And of course, when you limp on one foot, then of course the other side. Correct. Tends to and have then problems. you'll have hip and knee problems on the contralateral side. Right. So who does your therapy? Um, I usually send it out to physical therapists okay. in the area that I that have done, you know, worked on my patients and have great success with. Okay, great. So the, you monitor them, and of course you see them back and make sure that they're okay and, the, and all the, the therapy's going well. Correct. Awesome. That's very good. Okay, so now you also bought some of these right here, some, it looks like screws and things, and things that I'm afraid to even look at sometimes. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really one, I'm not squeamish, but when I see things like that, it, it makes me really say, gosh, I, I hope I don't ever have to have that done. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. like I said, there's at least 28 bones in your in your foot, so right. the, ten, the the chances of breaking something, you know, out of 200 bones and you have 28, so the chances of breaking one of them is pretty high. Okay. So, um, basically, you know, if you have a fracture, like if you break your fifth metatarsal over here, um, you you would put a a plate on there to allow it to heal. And then you put some screws in so this way like i said it stabilizes your fracture so like i said in case someone the dog chases you after you're healing of course you're, it doesn't break right yeah so do those do the instruments you're showing us there do they stay in your body permanently um usually they do um, sometimes you, your body can have a reaction to them or what happens that sometimes is the screw can actually cut like basically come out of the plate it, from your body rejecting it and, and it's not you can't have a screw like that because normally after this the surgery it's in like that it's but flush exactly right. so what okay. happens is if it doesn't get flush again and starts backing out usually you want to try to take out the hardware and i've seen that on people a couple of times where you can see those little bulges coming out of their foot so that's what that is correct i see okay and of course then you have to do a second surgery to remove it or do you try to put another fixture in its place uh, usually by that usually I try not to remove surgery while the actual bone is healing 
but sometimes if you get in an infection or something like that, you'll have to because you can't keep a foreign body in. But if you were going to remove it, usually you try to do it after the bone or tendon is healed or something like that. So this way you don't have to replace it again. Well, that makes sense. Okay, so we've kind of gone through um, everything that you brought with us. Are there any other injuries that you would typically, like breaks and, let me ask you, you hear about these breaks and things, what you just talked about, but is every break pretty much handled the same way as you just described or are some of them different? Um, definitely some of them are different. I mean, not all breaks need surgery. Some of them, if they're in place, you can just cast it or use the boot to uh, immobilize it. Um, some of them, some of this stuff also is done percutaneously. What that means is basically with hardly any incision or an incision, like minimal incision. Okay. And now um, you said this is a displaced and non-displaced. Can you tell? Can you tell everyone the difference between those two? Sure. So basically, a displaced fracture would basically be the joint would be out of line. So it would be something like that, or it would be down like that where the joint doesn't have the normal range of motion because it's been compromised to an injury. I see. So that would be a displaced or if it's a displaced fracture the piece of the fragment would be moved away from the other side of the bone so this bone would be over here or something like that where the it probably won't heal because it's too far to heal. So a displaced fracture won't allow bone to grow back on bone. Is that when you have to do surgery? That's when you have to do surgery or you can get something called a non-union and a non-union basically is scar tissue in between the two bone that won't let the bone mend together. I see. Is that something that's more of a I guess you know not not so much as an acute injury but something that has gone on for many years? Yeah usually like degenerative? Um, not really degenerative usually okay. it's, it's greater than three months or the normal time that a fracture tends to heal. So um, at least three to six months after the surgery, or I'm sorry, after the injury, not right. surgery, after the injury, mm -hmm. where the bone heals malaligned or not together, okay. there's a space in between both. I see. So it's important for everyone to understand if you have a type of a foot injury where you're having pain and you're hearing it from the expert they could it could cause further problem if you don't get it checked out right away especially from what you just said three to six months after an injury if you haven't taken care of this injury it could turn into now a surgical procedure rather than something that might have been non-surgical correct and you know like i said you know a displaced fracture sometimes you get what's called a displaced intra-articular fracture basically that there's a fracture through the joint that's displaced that will cause arthritis because the joint is not the same way it was before the surgery. Okay, and, and something to consider, which I, I mean, I consider this a lot because I've had a couple of injuries with my with my foot, and actually you, you took care of them. And uh, it it's funny because you had mentioned it earlier, when you have that foot on your right side, for instance, and it's hurting, you start limping. All of a sudden, the left knee starts giving out a bit. The left foot starts getting sore. Exactly. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, if you don't take care of a simple foot injury, it turns into a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And like I said earlier, I mean, it really depends on the, the patient. Sometimes they have serious back injuries, and you put them in a boot, they're not walking evenly because the boot is actually pushing it up a little so the, so the other side, and they're not walking properly in there injure their back further so there are things for the like to, to help that as well they have things on the internet where you can buy it's called like even up 
and basically it, it'll put something attached to your sneaker that you're wearing on the non-injured side, so this way it evens you up when you walk. Do you recommend that to your, uh, to your uh, patients when you see them have those types of issues? Yes. I mean, if they have like serious back injuries or something like that, I mean, mm -hmm. I just tell them to go on Amazon or, right. you know, one of the local things. Much cheaper than going through all these local medical supply companies and things. Correct. I understand. And that's, that's good that you do that for them. Um, as far as a cane or crutches, uh, when would you use one and do you advise them? Um, I do. I mean, cane and crutches... Usually there's also the knee scooter. I'm sure you've probably seen people I around have. town that have those scooters and things yeah. like that. Um, it, basically, it's all different types of immobilization. There's also another immobilization where um, it's kind of like you attach to your knee and you bend your knee and there's like a kind of like another leg, but you put all the pressure on there. Really? Yeah. It's, wow. it's just, I mean, people come out with things all the time. <laughs> sure. Right. Well, you stay up to date on everything, and then you make recommendations to your patients. Correct. Okay, because I can see how in everyday life with a foot injury, it's so difficult to get around. You know, you can hurt your hand, right. and you can still get around, have a good time, go to Disney, wait in the lines, walk five miles, six miles, but you get a foot injury, changes the ball game. Everything's different. Right, and the same thing, too. As you get older, your coordination and balance isn't the same, so you might need the scooter more compared to, like, a 20 year old who breaks it on crutches you uh, can use crutches right i can't so. use crutches you know i had that <laughs> okay, well, knee injury i've had a foot injury as you know and i just can't do the crutches it hurts more on my upper body in my hands than it does anything else it's, right and i mean most times that people end up you know getting more serious injuries from the crutches because they lose their balance or something like yeah that. secondary injuries from having to use crutches right yeah. that's great <laughs> All right, so as we're talking, I have to tell this story. And I was in, uh, I went on a cruise with some friends, and one of my friends, I'm not gonna mention names, but um, he, uh, he suffered, um, he had, I guess, some diabetes issues in his family, and he had neuropathy. Correct. And uh, he was walking around um, on the cement in the pavement without any you know, protection for his feet. And as he picked his foot up, we could see that he had horrific burns. And they were so bad that he immediately had to get taken uh, on, a, on a golf cart, run up to the, to the ship. And when we got back to port, I called Rob. First thing I did was, I said, Rob, my buddy's in trouble. And uh, without mentioning names, why don't you tell him what you saw when you arrived at your clinic to meet him? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad because he didn't have any feeling to his feet. So some people have diabetes or different medical comorbidities other people have like back injuries where they lose the feel the nerves that feel to their feet and things like that and he didn't feel anything and what happened is he was on something really hot and it burned the at least the 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 bottom of his foot where it scraped off all the skin and tissue underneath and he had a second and third degree burn and it was i mean serious because people get infections and end up getting amputations and and things like that for their for their feet so ended up healing and it was just I mean amazing oh well you did awesome work on that so do you see that on a like a regular basis where people have serious burns on their feet or you know times when you have to do what do you do debridements things of that nature can you describe what a debridement is and kind of tell people what you have to do to fix the feet when they're like that sure so that that's actually one of the phases in wound care so there's different three phases of wound care and basically what happens is that when you have like dead tissue and things like that in the 
in the wound, it's going to stall the healing. So the healing won't allow it to, to form new skin okay. and, and regular skin to where it was. Mm-hmm. So basically when you debride it, you actually bring it back to get a fresh start so it can go through all the three phases again and heal. So basically what happens is that um, you, you stimulate the blood flow and the, the necessary um, healing properties that your body has to allow it to heal. Wow, yeah, that's some serious work there. I, I can't even look at photos of things of that nature. But um, anyway, so um, what I would say is that as far as my friend is concerned, because I can only laugh and joke about this a little bit now because you're better, but his brother called him Chief Raw Paw, which is might be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life because it's so descriptive, but it's so funny, but only because he's okay. Anyways, but uh, other than that story, just tell everybody before we go a little bit about uh, where they can reach you, the phone number, and, uh, you know, and where your office is. Sure. So my office is located in St. Pete um, on 37th Street North. My phone number is 727-384-3338, and you can call and make an appointment um, during normal business hours. And one more thing, because he's he's too humble to say this, but he's also a a veteran of the United States Army. And for that, I want to thank you for your service, because, dude, military are heroes to me. And I want to thank you for that, because that's really awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate your support and anybody that supports the military as well. Excellent. All right. Very good. Well, that you've heard it here at uh, the injury, uh, uh, the personal injury guru, David Papa. And we're going to be right back after these messages. to the personal injury guru show and as promised um, we went over some very very interesting topics on foot injuries not only the injuries but the conservative care there's so many different types of injuries you can have on your foot and of course dr abadi was very clear on how he fixes all of these types of issues some with boots some with orthopedics and and uh and and, and different types of uh you know materials here that they can cut out for certain areas and they mold them uh, for each individual injury he's talked about when you would put in screws and fasten them in for fractures he talked about why the boot is so much better now than wearing casts which were horrible and of course he talked a lot about just different injuries and how he can help you if you have a foot injury and that's important because we also talked about what are the secondary issues when you have a foot injury in the limping that goes on and the back injury because of it and of course if you hurt your right foot your left foot your left knee you're going to start bothering you if you limp it just leads to an awful lot of problems and when you get into an automobile accident or a slip and fall and you have these types of injuries doctor or body can help you and it's very important that you get those cleared up so if you like my podcast and you find that it's educational which we're shooting for Make sure you you like it, that's very important, you follow it, and of course subscribe to it. And if you ever need to find me, you can on my social uh, media network, which of course is www, um, it's actually dpapa at papainjurylaw.com. And uh, you can always reach me at 727-500-LAWS, L-A-W-S. 
And it's very important, of course, that you let your friends know because these are all issues that we're presenting to you that are helping you understand what goes on behind the scenes if you have an injury. And today, of course, is with foot and ankle. So thank you very much, and we appreciate it. We'll see you the next time on the Personal Injury Guru Show.